do 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 Good evening. It's time for a bedtime story with Thompson. We're reading The Oregon Trail by Francis Parkman. This is Chapter 9, Part 2. Then Old Chief Redwater made his long reply, which Raynal translated for me. I have always loved the whites. They are the wisest people on earth. They can do anything, and I am always glad when any of them come to live in our lodges. It is clear to me that you like the Oglala, or you never would have come so far to find our village. He chanted a song of the thanks for the feast, and then said, Now let us go and give the white men a chance to breathe. And it was over. The Ogallala, I learned, were badly in need of skins to make their lodges for next year, for their old ones were rotten and worn out. Although they had enough buffalo bull skins, these were too thick and heavy to make lodges of. They needed buffalo cows, and the only place where these cows were plentiful was further westward near Medicine Bow Mountain at the entrance to the Rockies. Even though those hunting grounds belonged to the enemy snake tribe, the Ogallala felt their own warriors were brave enough. Besides, they had three white men with rifles. Renal, Raymond, and myself, to help them. So we broke camp and headed west. After traveling several days, we reached the hunting ground. Scouts advised us that buffalo had been spotted, and the general hunt was to take place the following day. I galloped with my Ogallala friends in the chase. While 70 of us charged headlong into a herd of 500 buffalo cows on one side, 30 more attacked the bewildered and panic-stricken buffalo bulls on the other. Amid the trampling and yells, I could see their dark figures running hither and yon through clouds of dust as the horsemen darted after them. The uproar and confusion lasted but a moment, and when the dust cleared, I could see the Indians riding behind the buffalo at furious speed, yelling as they shot arrow after arrow into their sides. Buffalo carcasses were scattered thickly over the ground. Here and there stood wounded cows, their bleeding sides feathered with arrows. As I rode by them, their eyes would glare. They would bristle like gigantic cats and feebly try to rush up and gore my horse. At the end of five days of hunting, the Indians had brought in immense quantities of meat and hides. The meat was cut into thin sheets and hung on long cords between the lodges to dry in the sun. Squaws, young and old, labored on the fresh hides stretched on the ground. They scraped the hair from one side and flesh from the other, then rubbed buffalo brains into the hide to make it soft and easily bent. The skins were ready. Only the long poles to support them were needed. These poles were made only from the tall spruce trees of the Black Hills. On July 25, the camp broke up with the usual hubbub and confusion, and we all moved once more, on horseback and afoot, over the plains. We traveled eastward back to the Black Hills. After a two-day ride, we reached the tall spruces, which the Indians cut, peeled, and set out to dry and harden for several days in the sun. As we watched them, I saw Raynal gazing intently at the piles of black rocks that gave the hills their name. "'There's plenty of gold here,' he said, "'but the Indians say these hills are full of bad spirits, "'so it's dangerous for white men to go gold hunting.' "'After the monotony of watching the tree-cutting for several days, "'I was glad when we were on the move again, "'back through the Black Hills, east toward Fort Laramie. "'I had promised to meet Quincy there on August 1, "'but on that day we were still trying to make our way "'through that wilderness of steep, rocky mountains "'and dark pine forests, "'with the fort still a two-day journey away.' I was afraid that Quincy would worry, so after a parting feast with our Ogallala friends, Raymond and I pushed forward on our own. Less than two days later, we rode through the swift current of Laramie Creek and up to the gateway of the fort, which seemed to me that then the very center of civilization. In a short time, I was seated with Quincy and Henry at breakfast. How pleased I was 
to be reunited with my gallant friends again. End of chapter 9. Good night.